Father, we thank you for today, God. Holy Spirit, come out of us, through us, speak into the atmosphere. Father, let our minds be the mind of Christ. Let our will, our emotions, everything be aligned by the Spirit, the Spirit of the living God. Father, we thank you that we're led by the Spirit of God. We're not led by our emotions, not led by our situations, not even led by the, by the letter without the Spirit. We're led by the Spirit of God, by the truth of the power of the cross. Father, we thank you for the wisdom and understanding and the knowledge of you that we have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church every minute, hour of the day, O oh God. Not just on a certain day, Saturday, Sunday, or Friday. We hear you every day, God. That is our portion, to hear our shepherd whenever he wants to guide us into all truth. We thank you that the Spirit of truth is here to guide us into all truth. And that's why we are at war. That's why we have to stand in the day of tribulation. Stand in the day of temptation. Stand in the days in every day of our life. Knowing that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. We know that we can do this because you have done it. And we thank you for the revelation of the truth. Not the revelation of man. Not the revelation that they want to attack the revelation of the hidden mysteries in the Rhema and Logos Word of God. The revelation that we can pull out of the letter of God that cannot be done by the flesh or by a theologian or by religious sects or denomination can only be done by the living God that lives inside of us who are born again, blood washed, and have the victory in Christ Jesus. So we thank you that we have the victory today. No matter what man says, no matter what persecution comes, we have the blood of Jesus that has power over everything. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray, amen. amen. Today's message is called, We Are at War. And I have a lot of scripture, but I'll go through them quick. But I'm going to lay a foundation because many think and many proclaim and many want to rest on that when Jesus said, it is finished, it is finished, he completed his work. And then he says, now you pick up your cross. He did it all. He took back the power. He took back that we, it is possible for us to live in victory today on the earth. It is possible for us to walk in the Spirit. There is no way to walk in the Spirit until we are born again into the Spirit. There is no way to walk in the Spirit if we're walking in the flesh. There's no way to walk in the Spirit if we're trying to fulfill the law. There's no way to walk in the Spirit unless we're in Him and He's inside of us. And the Spirit of God is leading and guiding us. We are at war. We do not fight against flesh and blood, but spirits and powers and principalities. Ephesians 6, 10-18 Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. You, in the power of His might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not fight 
or wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. So we fight against spirits, against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you are able to stand the evil day, having all you've done stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth. We fight with the truth. We fight lies with the truth. We overcome darkness with the light of the truth. That we may be able to stand and withstand in that evil day. Having all done, stand. Therefore, having your loins grow with truth in the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod for the preparation of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith, which is to quench every fiery dart of the enemy, the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation, which is the, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So right here you see somebody spiritually being equipped for battle. But it's not a battle of the flesh. We don't fight people. We fight this. We could be fighting the spirits that are using people, but we don't fight the flesh. We don't kill people. We don't attack man. We attack the spiritual realm. And all these things are protection in the spiritual realm. Helmet of salvation. Well, the helmet will protect your mind when the devil wants to try to make you think you're not saved anymore. Just a demonstration, the breastplate of righteousness will protect your heart. The, the, the gird, the loin, the, uh, your, your, um, your loins girded with truth protects the reproduction of the truth of the Word of God. Reproducing righteousness. Reproducing spiritual light. All these things, and we know that the sword is us. How do we fight lies that come in and thoughts with the truth? By reading, by speaking, by declaring the truth of Jesus. That's how we beat the devil. By not believing him. Once you believe the devil, you cannot believe God and the devil at the same time. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Then you can't receive from God because without faith, you cannot please him. Without faith, you cannot move him. Without faith, he does not respect you. But we are at war. But we're not out there just wanting... To, to fight the devil. Our real battle is we're in war with our flesh. Our own flesh. Because if we keep, our, keep in the spirit, those principalities cannot get in our flesh, cannot touch our flesh, cannot move us in the flesh. So when we, many want to say, oh, well, you know, Jesus did everything. Yeah, we have the victory, but are you living in it? So if you're not living it, I don't want to hear about your Jesus. I want to hear about the triumphant lion that rules and reigns and has the victory over this world, that we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, not our defeat testimony, our testimony of victory. Praying always in supplication of the Spirit, watching therefore with all preservation and supplication. So it tells us all the above that we speak about the powers and the principalities, the flesh of man. I mean, we can fight in a sense of, of boycotting, you know, sowing our finances into wicked things. This is a way we, we, we do fight 
in, uh, by, in our body, but the spiritual is resisting the temptation of the devices of wickedness. So basically, there's things we can do in the flesh, but our battle is not against flesh and blood against people. It's against the spirits. So there's things we can do in the flesh that can help uh, not um, help their, their cause and help ours. So there's some things, but see, that's the thing, but we don't fight people. We resist the devil and he will flee. The flesh, man, so really, the war is really with our own flesh. Many don't want to believe that. Many want to say, oh, but those are the same people that try to pretend that they, they are victorious, but by their fruits, they're losers. In other words, by, they're always defeated by the devil. Their, the devil has their mind. The devil has sometimes their heart because they're not giving over to the power that's in the Word of God and the blood of Jesus and the cross. And the Bible commands us to live it, to live. Jesus already got the victory, so we have it. But he wants, the world needs to see it. We are overcomers by what? Like I just said, the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We should always have, be a living testimony. A witness is really a martyr. It's a living witness. It means you're receiving everything and dying for Christ. You are a martyr of the gospel. And what do we fight? Well, we fight the good fight of faith. There's many things in the Bible that says we fight. So this is, is our war. We fight the good fight of faith. Let's read Luke 22, 31-32. And Simon, Simon, behold... Jesus, now after Simon was saying, preceding all this in the chapter, said, oh, who's going to be the greatest? And on and on. And, and then because of, of, of Peter's pride and the way he always wanted to, he turns around to, to Peter and he says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan desired to have you. See, he was chosen, but Satan desired to have him. And if you're chosen, Satan desires to have you and me too. That's his desire. He desires to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed. He said, I have prayed that what? Your faith fail not, and that thou art converted. And when thou art converted, strengthen the brother. And that's what I'm doing today. That's what you should be doing today. Strengthening one another to what? To keep fighting the good fight of faith. See, that's why I'm wearing today right here. It says, do not give up. I don't know if I'm covering that with this thing. No? Okay, good. You see it? Yeah. Not that. Right. Because if we give up, see, we always win if we don't give up. doesn't matter how much strength you have. Because it's when we give up, we give over. Because when we surrender, we give our weapons. If, we're, if, we, if we give up, the devil doesn't, he just, he, what, what, what happens when you are at battle? They come and take your they plummage you. They take all your weapons and source the other team. So the enemy wants to come and take your weapons of warfare, not carnal, but mighty and pulling down strongholds. And that's the full armor of God that we just said. That is our power. And we have the victory. But if we don't fight, many Christians don't know how to fight. Fighting is sometimes just standing. Standing on what he said. Standing in faith in everything that he's told you and everything that the word of God says to do. 
And I pray that your faith fill you not, but when they are of converted strength in thy brother. And we know that he came and all that, even after that, and he went back and gave up another time. And then Jesus had to appear to him. And then he said, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, feed my, oh, three times. And then we have scripture like this that says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Philippians 2, 5 through 18. Let this mind be, and you see, if you don't have the helmet of salvation, you won't have the mind of Christ. You might have the mind of Christ, but you're not meditating on Christ because the enemy's getting in and putting thoughts in your head that you should not even be um, getting because you're, you're standing strong. This mind being you that is in Christ Jesus, who being the form of God, thought it not robbery... See, you have to think it not robbery to be equal with whatever God said that you are. See, religion wants to make you a loser. God says you're a winner. Religion wants to make you let God say God has to do everything when he said I did it already for you. Religion wants to make you dirt again, and God wants to make you a son of the creator of all things. Wow. And a son is a co-heir of everything. We'll get into that. Although he's a son, he might not be obtaining it now. It's still his. It's still yours. Don't let the enemy take your inheritance. See, the enemy wants to steal. Part of our inheritance is joy, peace, and righteousness, and many other things. So we have to live it. We have to believe it. But we have to fight our flesh because he is after your flesh. Because if he gets your flesh, he gets your spirit to die. Who being the form of God and had not robbed you equally, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him. See, the biggest, uh, the, the mightiest place to be is the humbler you are, the more power you have. Take on the form of a servant and made himself in the likeness of man, being the form and the fashion of man, became obedient. There's another key, obedience, humility, humbled himself, became obedient, humility, obedience, even unto death, the death of the cross, the death of our flesh. We walk with our cross now. We don't die like Jesus said in the flesh, but our flesh dies on the earth as we live and walk and breathe with Him. That's the process. But He just does not kill our flesh. We have to bring it under submission to the power of God. Many people have let their flesh rule them, and they say they're sons of God. But the Bible declares a different story. It says those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. But if you're led by your flesh, you're not a son of God. So if you're not willing to fight, you're not really even in the battle. You're just believing something that religion and man has made you think that your salvation needs to be stronger and stronger. When you're a baby, God raises you up to be a warrior, right? And the devil knows the more you're being raised up, the more he's going to come after you because now you are a threat to his plans. Oh, but uh, the devil don't mess with you. Yeah, because you don't do nothing. You're in sin. You're, you're, you, 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 you've messed your mind up to think that everything you do is okay now because of what Jesus did, but it is, but it isn't. See, there's a, there's a, there's a great mighty deception in all that, because at the end, he'll just take you to get the mark of the beast because you have no, no foundation of Jesus in the rock. As the rock, you're built on everything. 
theology, man's interpretation, doctrines of devils, doctrines of denominations and sex and religion. It says here, so we, that's why we, we want to read the word. And, and what I'm saying, I'm going to prove it to you by the word of God. But then the spirit of God gets a hold of our heart and grips us and know that we cannot do it without him. So obviously we know we can't do it without him. That's why we seek him. We do it together. Though we fight, he really fights for us when we're walking in the spirit. See, there's no, no, no man can glory in the flesh. Thou and he, wherefore God has exalted him and given him a name above every name, that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And I can go on that every spirit will bow. Every temptation has to bow. At the name of Jesus. So if you come in his name, you're coming in, in his power. When you come in his name, you come in his identity. When you come in his name, so in him we live and breathe and have our being. So you must stay in him to live and breathe and have the victory that he obtained. Yes, we, he has the victory. We are overcomers. Overcomers. Because we're at war. What do you mean you're overcome? Well, yesterday the enemy came. But I, but I didn't give in to my flesh, so I won. I won that little battle and that little battle. And the war won't be over till the end. Those who endure till the end shall be saved. So the war is not over till the end, but the battles we face every day. And the more battles you win, the more battle scars you get, the more you learn how to fight, the more the enemy wants to fear you and says, leave that one alone. But if he knows how to get you, he'll get you. Because his plan is to dismantle you and take your armor. Whether you go to, hell, uh, uh, you go to heaven or, or not, he wants to make, render you powerless. Like to take you, you know, you still might be a, an American, right? And there's a war going on. And you're an American and you're over a foreign land, you know, and let's say the enemy captured you, but the war is still going on. So they put you away for 10, 15, 20 years in prison. So you're, and then later when the war's over, they might give you back. But see, you don't want to live in prison while the war is going on. You want to be living on the front lines, winning every battle, taking territory. Taking territory for the kingdom of God. And if your flesh is ruling and reigning, you cannot take territory, you're stuck. And that's why people in religion, they live stuck, stuck in the mud, stuck in traditions, stuck in familiar spirits, stuck in their past, stuck in their mind, stuck in their heart because they can't forgive people, stuck, stuck, stuck. Well, we have the victory in the Spirit of God. So you know that sometimes... Well, we know that the devil just can't kill you, but he can dismantle you because you are a son of God and he cannot do nothing unless God lets him do it. So we live in bondage in our prison of our own making or the prison of, of our own surrendering to our flesh. Oh yeah, you might be going to church. You might be reading the Bible, but are you advancing the kingdom? Are you taking territory? Are you winning the battles in your life that, that overcomers do? Well, if you're not, it's because you just gave into your flesh. Your flesh. We are at war with our flesh. And we don't give into our flesh. If we do, we just get back into the Spirit. 
and every tongue that confesses Jesus Christ is Lord. Wherefore, beloved, as you have always obeyed. Oh, that's a good one. See, that, that's the promise for us that always obey. <laughs> I never obey, but yeah, look, I'm going to read the Bible. It says right here, not in, the, in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own. Quit working out your neighbor's salvation. Well, you can't even walk in the Spirit. You know, walk in the Spirit, go help them with theirs. But I was saying this to somebody yesterday that I had a meeting with. I'm like, stop worrying about everybody else right now. Right now, you know, have you ever been on an airplane? And they say, uh, you know, if you crash... You know, make sure you got the oxygen you first and then go help other people. See, a lot of people don't even, are walking in the flesh and they want to go tell everybody else what to do. You know, put your, get your oxygen, get your breath of heaven, get, 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 get you so you're not going to die and then start to help other people because then it looks foolish because everyone wants to help other people in the flesh. Why? Because they, they want to feel important. They want to feel noticed. They want to have the, their own conquer, but they, they're, they're not living victory. They need to get the victory so God can move through them. Because anything else is the dead works. Flesh profits nothing. So you would say, oh, that's selfish. No, it's not here because when, when, when we all have the oxygen of heaven going on, then we can advance quickly. Everything else is just pity and the things. But that, you know, and, 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 and that might help for a minute, encouragement, but it's not going to get us to have the victory. The cross has the victory. The Spirit of God has the victory. The sons of God have the victory. And if you read Galatians 6, well, we might be getting in, into that later. And here we go. Here it says this. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for God, which worketh in you both His will. There's another key. To do His good pleasure. His good pleasure is His will. What's His good pleasure? Whatever He wills. How do you know what his good pleasure is? Whatever he tells you to do, he's pleased with it. Do all things without murmuring and disputing, because that's your flesh. Your spirit doesn't murmur. Your, your, your spirit doesn't murmur and, and disputing. Your, your spirit murmurs among the groanings in the spirit to their Abba Father and speaks praise to their God. That's what their spirit does. But our flesh profits us nothing. They that are blameless and harmless of the, of the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine as lights. That's how you have the victory, shining as light. Because we are at war with our flesh. Holding forth the word of life, we may rejoice in the day of Christ. That we have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Labored in vain means laboring in the flesh. That's in vain. Vanity is of the flesh. And if you have offered up the sacrifices of the service of your faith, see, we fight the good fight of faith. Believing who you are is the only way to obtain what you are and how to live and walk in it. And joy, I rejoice with you all. For the same cause also do you joy and rejoice with me. Take it. We must take it seriously what the Bible is saying. Many people do not take it seriously what the Bible is saying. And they, they receive the consequences of it. You cannot be... If you do not know the Word of God, then you really do not know God. You might know God because you met Him, but you don't know Him 
how he is. And if you don't have a relationship of walking in the spirit and you only know God by walking in the flesh, you really don't know God because he's never shown you how it is to walk in the spirit. So in other words, you don't know him, but who he is is what is written in the word. Because these people that testified and walked with him through the, through the times that they were in that and God spoke to them, these are testimonies of how God is, how his heart is, and he never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But we are in the New Testament of his blood. We are in the New Testament of the Spirit of God that He sent His Holy Spirit on us and baptized His Holy Spirit and we were born again so we can have the victory walking just as Jesus walked. Because it's written. People say, no, we can't do that. But but it's written. So you say you believe the Word, but when you read it, you believe it the way you want to believe it. But the Word is for no private interpretation. So really whatever is written is true because this is why I'm bringing so many scriptures today. How can you work out something that you already have? Because it says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. But I got saved when I said a prayer. But it says, all who endure till the end shall be saved. So yes, you were born again. And that's where your war started. That's where the war started. Are you going to live the war in Satan's prison? Or are you going to live the war in the victory? Slaying every giant and every demon that comes your way. Are you going to render your, your weapons to the enemy and let him lock you in? And maybe when the war is over, you might be let out of prison and you might go to heaven or you might not. Or the enemy might just kill you while you're there because he can get you to kill yourself. Because your flesh is what he rules and reigns in. It's what he lives in. It's what he breathes and moves in, the flesh of man. 1 Timothy 16, 11 through 15. But thou art, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold to eternal life. So let go of this level of life, this facade of, of, of these earthly things. The Bible says if you are carnally minded, you're, you're separating yourself from God. If the rudiments of this world have a hold of you, then you are losing the battle. The battle is in the spirit. The battle's in the spirit. Wherefore, thou art called and have professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickened all things, and before Christ, Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a great confession, that, you, that thou... This commandment without spot. See, God wouldn't tell us something or have his, you know, it's funny how they want to believe everything's the word of God, but then when they stuff they don't like, they just ignore it. Without spot, unrebukable, unto the appearing of the Lord Jesus. There, no one can do this in the flesh. I don't care how righteous you think you are. It's only done by the surrender and the humility of the Holy Spirit. Which in his times, he shall show who is the blessed and the only potent, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Salvation is done by Christ, not by the works that any man should boast. And they all, everyone, they all, everyone wants to say that, but what about all the things we just said earlier? Yes, it's not. Jesus gave birth salvation into the world because of what he did on the cross. There's nothing you can do for it. All you have to do is surrender your life to it. But once you are born again, guess what? You got the full armor of God now. 
and you're going to fight. And the more you fight, the more you win. The more you practice. Does someone sit there and join a battle and not learn how to fight? No, the Holy Spirit teaches us how to fight. By knowing His Word, by meditating on things above, by having the mind of Christ, by living the Word and living in, in obedience to the Word of God. Let's see what's written about that. James 2. My brother, have not faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory with respect to persons? For there come to you an assembly, a man with a gold ring. So right here he's talking about someone coming in and you are a respect or person. You start to treat people different than one another. You're biased. And have respect for him that wears the gay clothing and say to him, sit here in the higher place and say to the poor person, Go sit under the footstool. Are you then par partial in yourselves and become judges of evil thoughts? Hearken, my beloved brother. Had not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs, remember this right here, heirs of the kingdom of God, which he had promised to them that love him. And then it talks about despising people, despise the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw them before the judgment seats. Do not they blaspheme the worldly the name of which is you are called. But if you fulfill the royal law, which is what? Love. The royal law, whatever. What is the royal law? The law that Jesus said. The royal law. He is the king, right? We just heard that he's the king of kings. The royal law of love according to the scriptures. Thou shalt love. There it is, the confirmation. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You do well. See, all these people that try to keep the law in the flesh and the royal law. Well, what does a royal law mean? Royalty, above every law, above everything, this is it. You keep this, you got it, man. Love. But if you have respect to persons, you commit sin. And you are convinced of the law and a transgressor. For whosoever shall keep the whole law, yet offend at one point. So even people in the church do stuff like that. And that's what all religion is. That's what everybody fights one another because they want to be, they want to be you know, the closest or they want to have a title or they want to be on, on this or they want to have this or they want to have this. And see, that's all man, that's all worldly carnal stuff. But in the kingdom of God, the least in the kingdom of God is the greatest of all. So try to be the least. Try to not have a name. Try to let nobody know you. And then you're the greatest. But really, you don't want that because your flesh is ruling you then. Because when your spirit, that's what your spirit always wants. Because the spirit of God is what rules and reigns you. And that's what the spirit of God wants. So when we learn to do what the spirit of God wants, we get out of the enemy's firing range. At the foot of Jesus, the enemy doesn't come around. But what goes to the lowest place? The river of God. Why don't you drown yourself in the pool of the river of God and breathe the river of God and who cares about the oxygen of this world if you're breathing in heavenly places? For whosoever shall keep the whole law is guilty of all. And it says, I do not commit adultery or this or that and speak so to do so and so or you not judge the law of liberty for you have been judged without mercy. He that has showed no mercy, and mercy rejoiced against judgment. What does it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he has faith and have not works. So what he's saying right here is, can faith save him? What he's saying is, yeah, you said the prayer. Yeah, you believed in Jesus. But now are you believing that you, you have the full armor of God? Are you believing that you have the victory today, tomorrow, and, and the rest of the day since he does? Are you living in victory? Are you living in joy? Are you living in peace? I mean, he's using a demonstration about love, and someone says you don't do that, but what about all the other things that the Bible says to do? 
A man says he has faith and has not works. Can faith save him? Question. If a brother or sister are naked and destined to daily food, and one say to him, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled. So if you say, I'll pray for you, we'll go heal him. Oh, pray, my, my family's sick. And was like, you want to start a prayer chain? Why don't you just call him online and pray healing? And if God does, he does it. Oh, oh, Father, pray him. And you got 100,000 people asking God to heal somebody when Jesus says, we have lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Go to church with faith. No, we go to church now and people stand at the door taking your temperature. And if you're sick, they throw you out of church. And this is what it's become today in, in the fleshly church. Right? And when you have fear, Satan has dominion because fear is in the flesh. Our flesh profits nothing but the glory of God we shall be wrapped in. So the old man is being renewed every day, in the, or is it not? I mean, the new man is being renewed every day, and the old man is supposed to be decaying and, and, and dying away. Anyone Christ is a new creation, old things pass away, and all things become new. So, let's say that this body, the flesh, is just a jacket. We know that Jesus had his flesh, but the, he just had the flesh. But there was nothing on his flesh. There was nothing in the jacket that was bothering him. He wore it, and he was comfortable in it. Some of us are so uncomfortable in our flesh because our flesh is... is the, is coming at war with our spirit and we're, we're always fighting ourselves. Yeah. See, the, we are at war with ourselves. So let this, let, stop, let, stop, you, your flesh and spirit, stop fighting one another and just let your spirit win. Just start feeding your spirit. Go ahead. Try it out. Go buy two plants at the store. Leave one in the same place, same sun, same whatever. And... Leave one and start watering the other. Eventually, what's going to happen? One's going to wither away and die, right? It's still there. The pot's still there. But the plant will wither and die. You might even see the, the dried leaves and everything without the living water, right? But see, we, and then the other one is the spirit. And you just water the one, right? The one's going to grow up. The thing is, we keep watering both. And they're both growing up together. And they both fight one another, and they entangle one another, and they block each other's sun, and they, they choke out the cares of this life, choke out the good seed that is in us, which is the Spirit of God. Right? So if you stop feeding your flesh, you'll win all these other battles. The enemy will come. Well, if, where does he get you? In your flesh. So when you get your flesh under submission, you have your peace Enjoy. You live in the kingdom of God, which is joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. That is your portion. So Satan wants to keep you living in his dominion. What's that? Tossed to and fro by every emotion, everybody, by your heart, um, failing you for fear of what is to come, living in, uh, just living until when Jesus said, Come to me, all you who want rest, who are heavy laden. So you say you come to Jesus, but you say you, that you walk in Him. But you don't look like Him because the devil is the one who lives in the flesh. You live by the dictates of the flesh. So the flesh profits you nothing. You get no profit. Even if you witness for Him, it doesn't get no profit. Because people are like, well, I don't know. What she's, he or she said is okay, but well, they look worse than the person, you know, the, 
Jehovah Witness that knocked on the door. Why am I going to listen to that? When, so they live in confusion, like I'm just staying away from it all because this seems like confusion to me. But when they see the fruits of the Holy Spirit, then they start to eat life off of you as being the tree of life to them as Jesus was walking on the earth. Even faith has not works is dead being alone. So in other words, if you, if you say you're the righteousness of Christ, you've got to start living it. That's the works. If you say you're a victory, well, let's see. You're victorious, let's see the victory. Right? Because without faith, without works, in other words, you say you have faith, but you're defeated. Really, where is your faith? Your faith is really in yourself because you can't do nothing in yourself alone. Apart from Christ, you can do nothing. So your faith must be in Him. Oh yeah, my faith is in Him, I believe. But He said to pick up your cross and you have all power over principalities, that the enemy is under your feet, that you're, you're seated with Christ in heavenly places and the earth is your footstool. So that means every earthly thing that would hold just in your flesh, you have victory over. So stomp it out. Say, and they that believeth that there is one God that doeth well, and also the devils believe and tremble. But thou wilt, thou, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. Was Abraham justified by his works when he offered up Isaac? His son upon the altar, seeth thou faith wrought with his works. See, he believed God, but also he says, you know what? I'm going to prove God. Sometimes God wants you to prove him. Jesus proved him. You don't believe in me? Well, I just, he went to the thing. He says, I said good things and did good and mighty works, and you, you want to kill me for this? He proved who he said he was. See, he didn't just say who he was. He would never have a testimony. And then he really proved who he said he was when he got resurrected, when he said he was going to be. See, we need to be and do, and our yeses be yeses and our nays be nays. When we say what we say, what the Word says, and it actually demonstrates and follows us, because he says that those that believe in my name will cast out the spirits, will heal the sick, will lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover, will preach the gospel, and these signs will follow them, and the Spirit will work with them. So that's proof of your faith is the Spirit working with you. The Spirit will not work through someone that has unbelief. Oh, yeah, yeah I believe everyone. Yeah, everyone says they believe because they're trained. Oh, yeah, I believe Jesus. Okay, well, where's the Spirit working with you? Where's the victory? If you believe Jesus, then you, believe, then you have, you're in Him. Really, you're an unbelieving believer because if you really believe, there's fruits of belief. So you're an unbeliever believer. Oh, yeah, we believe in God. We're following Him. We came out of... He, he delivered us, but we don't believe that we can now go into the promised land we believe in up to this point, to the Jordan River, up to this point, but, you know, now it's too much. Yeah, we believe him because he's great, but now he says he wants you to be great. He wants you to be not great as great as famous. He wants you to be great as doing exploits for the king, representing the kingdom of God, living in righteousness and peace in the Holy Spirit. That's the greatness he's talking about, not, not giving over to the flesh. So even faith in this has works as even being alone. Yea, man may say thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. So he's like, if you say you have faith, let me see the works. If you believe prayer moves God, well, let me see you praying. If you believe, you know, abstaining from this, is, is, if, 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 if you believe God will bless you, let me see the works. If you believe in reaping and sowing, where's the seed? <coughs> you see what I'm saying? So, 
he talks about works. So we're not talking the works of salvation that no man can boast because <clears throat> that's done by Jesus. We're talking about the works of righteousness that come to us because of Jesus. That prove what we believe and read, we do it. That proves we believe it. Because if you believe that you got to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, you're going to start working it out. If you believe that everyone endures till the end shall be saved, you're going to fight till, every, till your breath is gone. But if you just believe that that's just said by man, you don't really believe, you're just a believer in just like everybody else. Pick a religion, Jesus is the one I picked. But if you're a son or a daughter, you walk in the Spirit. And then you have the victory, and then you fight and you win the battles. See, you'll win every battle if you're fighting because he has the victory. See, but we don't fight, so we, don't, we can't win. When you give up or give in, you're giving in means he's coming in, the devil, and your flesh is going to rise up. But if you fight, you win because he already won and it's written. But see, nobody wants to participate. Everyone wants to say, well, if God wants it, oh, God's great. God will do it. Faith without works, you know. Someone says, I was telling someone a couple weeks ago, that, you know, he says, oh, God's going to bless everything I put my hands to. Well, okay, great. So now you got to put your hands to something. Right? So when you put your hands to something, what do you mean? So this is what religion do. Oh, I'm going to go to this house, somebody, somebody else's house. God, this is my house. No, what you put your hands to means what you work for, what you believe in, what you start to do. You know, I'm going to start a business by faith. I don't know how to do it, but I'm putting my hand out. He's going to bless it because you're putting your hands to something righteous. You're not trying to take something from someone else. You're not trying to make God a sugar daddy. You're actually saying, you know what, God, I believe your word. I'm going to do it in my faith in you that you're going to take care of everything. But everybody stands here. Oh, God, you know, everybody wants, what does they call that thing that they used to do to, well, God, if I'm supposed to do this, um, I need you to, uh, you know, I want my power to go off at 12 o'clock and flicker three times. And then I'll do it. Then I'll believe. He's like, you have to believe. You have to do it. That shows your belief. And then you'll see me move. And that's why everybody's, so messed up in the church. They all say, oh, you know, God opened the door. He's like, he never closed the last door. So you just want to go door to door to you get what you want. But he's like, well, I opened that door. Do what I said in the first door, and maybe I'll bring you to another door. But you won't even do this. You just want to go, you want to, you want to be on the prices right. And you want, you didn't like what was behind that curtain. So right now, you're not, you know, you thought that big curtain, and all it was was a little, uh, little, uh, you know, whatever, a box of Cheerios. And over there, you know, it was a little one. You picked the wrong door, you think. But you know what? Whatever it is, Cheerios, roses, sell the rose, put your hands to it. God will bless it. That's the kingdom. It isn't like the price is right where, ah, you lose. You picked the wrong door. God's door is always the right door. But you always want what you want, and that's another partaker of the flesh. Your will is not his will. Your way is not his way. It's not Burger King, have it your way. It's God is the king and do it his way. And that's what people don't understand it. All scripture is fulfilled, which saith 
Abraham believed God. See, there it is. Abraham believed God, and it was imputed in righteousness. But we know that he brought his son up. And he believed God, and boom, and God stopped it, and that was the test. See, God's always testing your faith. How does God test your faith? See, you want to, you want, many people want to, God to test their faith, but it wants to be in their faith and what they wanted. God said, Abraham, take your son, take him up. And so, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to take a turtle. That would have been Abraham's faith. But I love my turtle or my dog. But, you know, I'm not going to test with my son. I'm not going to use this. God says, give something big away. Oh, well, you know what? I'll give something here and I'll test God. No, God's testing you. He said, test you in one area, and, that's, and that is also not in your timing the way you want it. People test him in that one area in Malachi, and then two weeks later, like, wait, I, God's like, I make the rules. I, the test might be five years. <laughs> might be ten years. See how we try to become God even when we're trying to follow God inside of God, but then all of a sudden it's all the flesh. We want what we want, but if we do what he says and say what he what he does and do and say what he tells us to say then the kingdom everything's there so the fruits of not only just the fruits of the spirit the fruits of our whole life and everything are being seen by faith so we're working our salvation in that is being by works so there are the works of the spirit that produce the fruits so, some water, right? Well, you got to pick up the thing and water it. You know? God sends the rain sometimes, but He says some water, some do this, but God gives the increase. See, you have to do. If He told you to water, water it. Water your spirit. That's what He's saying to you, not your flesh. Feed the spirit, not the monster. And they just feed each other, so they're fighting one another. And we're going to see that in a minute. Then He says, if, man, if a man's you see how that works are man justified not by faith only. See, not by faith only, but by the works you're justified. And not by faith only. Likewise, Rahab, and it talks about that. For the body is without. I'm going to go on to the next. So, when we're born again, we're a new creation. New life. New way. Born from above. So what are these? these what, what is this work? Well, scriptures say without faith, without works, faith is dead. So faith looks like something. So when people are seeing something, shows that you have something. When people see the victory, they know you, you, you're, you believe. Because you believe you win. See, he didn't say go in the promised land and you're going to have to figure out how to kill all the giants. He just said go there. Go to the promised land. And he already said that I'm going to give you the territory. But see, nobody wants to fight. They see it in the natural. They let their flesh win. Your flesh says, no, that's, that's too long of a journey. They, 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 they don't follow God fully because of fear. We have scriptures all over the Bible about faith. Faith, 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 faith. And God has to continue to speak about faith over and 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 over. 1 Corinthians 9. 24 through 27. I told you I have a lot of scripture today. Know not that with they that run the race run all, but one receives the prize. 
So run that you may obtain. You want to win. Everybody wins if you, if you keep racing. <laughs> run the race. Every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. But we, an incorruptible crown. Therefore, so run, not as uncertainty. See, run in faith. So fight. We are in a war with what? Our flesh and principalities and demons. But if you get, if again and again, if you have your flesh under control, the demons can't get in. So you, they, they can't get past the armor of God. The full armor of God, right? So fight. Not as one that beats the air. Not as one. So we are in a battle. We don't fight as one that beats the air. We hit the target. Our words do not, God's words do not miss. But I keep my body and bring it into subjection. So we keep our flesh dead and we keep our spirit alive. Lest by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself become a castaway. Right? You can't preach faith when you're not living it. And people are doing that all the time. Well, yeah, but it's, you know, I'm just here. God called me to be. But God wants a witness. See, a witness is someone that's going to do what they're preaching. Going to live what they're preaching. Going to, they're going to, people are going to see it. They're going to take notice. See, everyone that was in the book of Acts, they, they de God demonstrated he backed them because they were living it. Jesus had all power because he lived it. See, if we're in this flesh, we, we can't profit nothing. There's no faith in the flesh. And those that have faith in the flesh, they have already failed. Because without God, we can do nothing. And God is the God of spirit. And those that live and move and breathe in the spirit have the victory over all things. Ephesians 4, 15-32. But I speak the truth in love. We all may grow up in all things, which is the head, even Christ. From the whole body fitly joined together, compacted, Every joint supply, working affection, the measure of every part, make it increase to the body and the edifying of itself in love. This, therefore, I testify the Lord, having understanding, your understanding being dark and being alienated from this life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Unbelief. Who, being past feeling, has given themselves over to lasciviousness, to the work all clean, uncleanliness with greediness, but you not so learned Christ. See, he's talking about people that, this is talking to the church. If so, be you have heard him, and you have been taught by him as the truth in Jesus, that you put off concerning the, the former conversations of the old man. Right? The old man. Which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind by watering what? By the washing of the water in the word, by changing your mind, by watering your spirit, man, by feeding your spirit, man, by how do you feed your spirit, man? By, by you can automatically feed your spirit, man, by killing the flesh. That's it, because the spirit, man, doesn't really need just living water, the word of God, and doesn't need natural food, doesn't need nothing. It, it just needs to be uh, the one that's in control. And be renewed by the spirit of your mind and put on the new man, which is after Christ created in, all, in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, 
Speak every man truth to his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry, but sin not, and let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Many people go to bed so angry. They're in sin then. Neither give place to the devil. See, the devil can't get your spirit. He can only get your flesh. So when you're, where does anger come out of? Your flesh. What's really in pain? Your flesh. Your heart, right? Your mind. Your thoughts. Oh, but I can't. But the power's at the cross. Oh, you say you're a believer, but where's... Where, let me see. All right? You say you believe, so let me sh show me what you're believing for. Let him that stole steal him, or let him that labor, working with his own hands, the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good in the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. See, these are things that faith and the Spirit of God look like. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, wherefore you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness. So if it says to let it, that means you have an option. You can be bitter or you can be not. See, everybody, ha everything has a choice in this whole, this whole thing. And wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. There was no buts, but, what it, but this one person, but this person, or that person. It's every person. See, it doesn't matter. Everybody's a victim of the devil. We all got born again because we hated the devil in the world, and we love God. <coughs> so, at any aspect or any level, everyone's a victim. But when you play the victim, he'll make you, he'll, you'll, he'll, you'll, you'll become victimized by the, by the devil. If you get, take away that, get off that whole victim thing and know that we're all sinners saved by grace and we're all in this together and that we all need to work out our own salvation. That there's, I guarantee you, wherever you think bad has been happening in your life, I can find a million people that way worse has happened to them. So when you, when you compare yourselves with one another, it's not wise, the Bible says. Compare yourself to the Word of God and Christ and you will humble yourself. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. And you have many preaching scriptures without the full foundation, without the full counsel of the Word. And that's how trickery comes in. That's how opinions come in. That's how they cherry pick, and they get their own way. Somebody says, it's either, it's, it's the truth or it's your truth. You don't have any truth unless it's His truth. I don't care what is true. If it isn't coming from God, it's not the truth. If it counters anything that He said, I don't care. It's not the truth. But you might think it's the truth because you even your mind thinks something something's different than it even is. And that's because you don't have the Spirit of God. Of their own knowledge, from their own interpretation and they are puffed up in their mind. 2 Corinthians 11, 13-15 For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Do not marvel. Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it's not a great thing 
that he can have ministers pretending, in other words, to be righteous and transform the ministers into ministers of righteousness. Whose end shall be according to their works? So what? Faith looks like something. The battle looks like something. If you're losing the battle, you're, what, what does it mean? It looks like your flesh is winning. You're losing the war, your own war. Double-minded man. 1 Corinthians 4, 12-21, In labor and working with your own hands, being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we suffer. Being defamed, we entreat. We are made as the filth of the world and are the offspring of all things unto this day. I write not these things to shame you, but my beloved sons to warn you. See, we don't preach to shame, we preach to warn. I'm bringing this message today not to shame people that are walking in the fresh, to warn them, Win the battle. You have the power. Sur submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. It is written. God gives grace to the humble and resists the proud. See, you have to prove yourself you're going to lose. You can't prove yourself of the devil. Prove Jesus to the devil. Big difference. Prove his righteousness and submit to it and you win. Stop trying to prove your righteousness and someone else's worse. doesn't matter. We all sin and come short of the glory of God. Though I have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Wherefore I beseech you, be ye followers of me. For this cause I sent Timotheus, my beloved and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring into remembrance these things in Christ. See, we're bringing in remembrance why we preach the word of God every Sunday or whenever he leads us to. It's to remind us who we are, what we have, and that there is a war. And the doctrines you might have heard during the week, make sure it's the right one because you'll give your weapons right over to the enemy. Oh, helmet, I'm saved no matter what. Here, once saved, always saved. Take my helmet. I'm just going to do what I want. God loves me. He said he loved the world. He died for everyone in the world. I don't have to, you know... Uh, work out my salvation with fear and trembling. Look, I, I just go to the church where I don't have to work it out. I'll find the church where I'll find the preacher. And, you know, I'll, my ears are itching. I'll get eventually. You get baptized into all this. You really believe. And it says, it, it, the Bible says uh, um, the, um, something about the way of a man. You think the way of but the end brings forth death? How's that go? There's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it brings forth death. Become what seems right to you. No, I don't want to know what seems right to me. I need to know what is right from Him. Big difference. I don't want to know anything. And I say that and I pray that anyone for everybody. Because don't ever think you're bigger than the devil. You only, we got to know Jesus is bigger than the devil. But, and you're bigger than the devil if you have the full armor of God and all that. But if you think that you cannot be deceived by the devil because... You're a good person because you're better than somebody else. Because, you know, you had an encounter with God one time. The devil will eventually deceive you. And you'll believe a lie because he's the father of lies. Because you want to live on your flesh. You want to be dictated by the flesh. You want to give over to the flesh. Your battle against your flesh, you're not fighting it. You're giving into your flesh. Giving into unforgiveness. Giving into anger. Giving into bitterness. Giving into stealing. Giving into laziness. Giving into whatever. Uh, you have to do to show that you really have faith you're not doing and you're not getting the victory but then you can go so I'll just jump to the to the false grace place where it's not by 
you know, works that any man should boast. No, salvation was already done at the cross. You have to work out yours now. Your salvation. And it's a lot more harder to lose it than it is for the devil to take it. But if you give it to him, it's not going to be that hard. Believe me, it's very hard for the devil to take your salvation, especially if you're trying one ounce. God is so great, merciful, and full of, full, full of compassion and wants you to... I mean, he, he is fighting for you. But if you give over to the devil, what do you think he's capable of doing? Like I said, you might be in prison your whole life here, and maybe when the war is over, you might get released in the kingdom of God, and you might get released into someplace else. So... We have the scripture to make sure that we are always remembering that we are in war. And the war is not against flesh and blood, but spirits and principalities in high places. The war is against your flesh because the demons and principalities, they can only get to you through your flesh. You have your spirit man is in if he if your spirit man is in control you're going to walk in the spirit and you're never going to fulfill the lust of the flesh and then there's no condemnation those that walk in the spirit see people said oh there's no condemnation but you live in condemnation but wait you're everything you say is about condemnation everything what do you wait i don't want to listen to you anyway yeah 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 it says it right here no but those that walk after the spirit so in other words he's saying but if you walk after the flesh the devil will have you and you'll live in condemnation whether you're been born again or not. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. 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 That will, yea, shall I come with a rod or in love, in the spirit of meekness? See, this is what brings confusion. We have to rely on everything he did, but if we don't enter into everything that he, that he did, if we don't walk in him, if we don't let the spirit of truth guide us in all truth, oh yeah, the spirit of truth promises to guide us into all truth, but I don't, I don't listen to the word, I don't read it, I don't listen to the Holy Spirit, I listen to myself, I do what I want. I mean, he's like, yeah, I, I'm here to guide you, but you don't want to be, you don't want to be guided. It's a big deal. You can't take scripture without applying it by the works of faith. It looks like something. Everything looks like something. You say you love, but you don't do anything for anybody and everything's about you. Yeah, you can say it all day long, but people's like, that person is so selfish. Well, love is the opposite of selfish. And nobody's arrived, nobody's perfect, but God said, are you fighting for it? Are you standing against your flesh? Are you giving in all the time where you cannot have the victory in Christ Jesus? The Bible says, knowing the terror of the Lord. <clears throat> Some say God does not use fear. But if we don't fear him, we're not wise. 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 21. Wherefore we are confident knowing this thing that at home in the body we are absent of the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. For we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Therefore we labor... That, with that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of Him. Wait a second. We were accepted at the cross when you said, we want to be daily accepted by Him. We want Him to be pleased with us. Without faith, we cannot please Him, right? So, of course, He accepted us, but He's talking right now 
to the Corinthian church because what were they doing? They were, they were really fleshly. There's a very fleshly church. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. That's what we're doing too. I'm persuading you. Don't let your flesh rule you. But we are made manifest unto God that we trust also are made manifest in your conscience. See, that's another big thing. When you start living in the flesh, your conscience gets seared. For we commend ourselves again unto you, but give no occasion to glory on our behalf, that we may have somewhat to answer them which glory in the appearance and not in the heart. For whether we beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be sober, it is to your cause. For the love of Christ constrains us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we are all dead. And that he died for all, that, that they which live should then, then, then henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for us and rose again. So don't live for yourself. We live for him who died for us and rose from the dead. Wherefore, we know no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more, saying by the flesh, but by the Spirit. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things pass, are passed away, and all things become new. That's something that looks like something, right? And all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, who has given us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, God, who was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now, then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As through God did beseech by us, we pray you in Christ's stead to be reconciled to God. For God has made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. So we have the power over sin. And we cannot serve two masters. We cannot serve sin and God. We cannot serve flesh and spirit. Right? Because then it's on mine. Galatians 4. Right now, let's lay it down. Now I say that there, that an heir... That's us, right? What are we in of? Eternal life. The kingdom of God. Right? Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. Where I go, there's many mansions. And if I don't go, I cannot send my spirit. So we're heirs to this promises. We're heirs to the eternal life. We're heirs to what he's promised us, even though we might not look like it. And though a child differed nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. So he's saying, the minute you get born again, you have, you, you are an heir to, this, to all the power, all the resources, all what Jesus said, but you got to believe it. You cannot attain it without faith. Without faith, you can receive nothing from God. That's what it says. Without faith, you can receive nothing. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Seek the true riches that come from it. Seek the true treasure. Conceive the true revelation. 
Air, it's so good, right? In air, we all things are ours. But as in under tutors and governors, until the appointed time of the Father, He so, even so, we, when we were children, when we were children of the world, were in bondage under the elements of the world. There's that key word right there. Let's, because many people, I don't know how they're reading the Bible, but see, if you don't know there's a battle, you know, you're not going to fight. If you don't know there's an enemy, you're deceived. If you don't know the word as it is the word, and if you don't know that God expects something, you're not going to try to live out his expectations, right? So, right here in verse 3, even so, when we were children, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world, the flesh, carnality. But when the fullness of time was come, when was that? Not after we die, but the fullness of time came when Jesus came. God sent forth His Son, made of a woman under the law, to redeem us, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. What's that? The victory in Jesus. And because you are sons, God sent forth His Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Howbeit then, when you knew not God, you did service unto them, which by nature are no gods. So in other words, you, you, you served you know, the world pretty well, but you can't even now serve the real God. The God of the world had you, you were serving Him, serving credit cards, serving debt, serving the elements of the world, serving, you know, you don't have things because you don't believe. You're so, you need to get your brain washed. Oh, go to the church, you're going to brainwash you. Well, the Bible says, he who gets brainwashed gets the mind of Christ. The washing of the water of the word, word is cleansing the filth and the lies of the world out of your mind and renewing your mind as the mind of Christ. But you have to know the word to renew your mind because the word changes your mind. And you have to believe the word to make it actually have the benefits of the renewing of it. That's why I don't I hope anybody goes to all these universities to screw your mind up. You're so... Kiss and bail all the time. Go to church on Sunday. They're liars. God's going to rebuke them. Baptizing the science and all these things that happen to them are lies. Whatever your hands touch is blessed. Do what God tells you to do. Yeah, people don't understand. You're so, uh, the seven mountains rules and range your life. Yeah, God will use all these things where people are at. My God, we, we know that. But when you put your hope in those things, when you let them take over your mind, they're all the fear. They're the, not the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Oh, I can't make any money unless I go to college. Oh, the Bible doesn't say that. Where in the Bible does it say go to college? Nowhere. It says come out of that whore. I never went to college. God's taking care of me pretty well. See, what you got to believe on. See, you want to believe the world. You want to believe the flesh. You want to live that. You want to go to church and play like you're a Christian. 
man, you get, it's just one thing. And, 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 and if you're in those things now, God's going to get a hold of people in, that, in those institutions to be light. And he's really going to, but he's still got to transform your mind. You, see, you still got to cast down those things that are lies. You know, how are you going to be a teacher and they're going to tell you that, that there's no creator, but you have to teach that. How are you going to do that? It's going to be hard things when the more than the end comes, man. And the Antichrist spirit puts, puts these things on you. How are you going to go to the, be in, in the government when they say that you've got to, you got to uh, kill Christians? And now you've got to go. How are you going to be in the military when it says everyone in the military has to, has to take the mark of the beast? I mean, we, we, we're living in an illusion of the word of God. But see, the Word of God wasn't written for 2,000 years ago. It was written for us every time we read it, the day, the hour that we're living in. You see? So we know that we're lights and we go into all the world, but we have to be sent by Him. And that's a hard thing to grasp because it's like God needs Christians in every aspect. So what is He saying? Be in those things, but don't let this mind be in you. And don't compromise. Don't lie. And if there's... Per, if there's um, um, things that come, he'll take care of you. Consequences that come from the truth are what Jesus said. Are you ready to live that? Are you ready to receive that? That's why it's easy to be in the occupation of just being a preacher because that's all you got to do. But when you go into the world, into the beast, and you got to, you know, be in the world and do these things, you know, are you going to compromise and not, or are you going to do it? Right? Well, I got to be, be a nurse, so I got to do this or I can't be a nurse anymore. Well, then that's maybe the time you need to make a decision. You know, there'll be a time you might have to make a decision. Are you going to be ready? Like he spoke on that time, that Kairos time. Are you going to be ready to say yes to Christ? <clears throat> Some it's going to be with family. Some it's going to be with other things. But if we have the mind of Christ, we're going to think and know him that he can restore all things. The Bible is so amazing, but the thing is, there's a time that God allows all these things because they don't come against His kingdom. But if we indoctrinate, that's the problem with a lot of people that are so worldly smart and have all these theological Bible books and everything. They, they know so much about man's interpretation of the Bible and all this theology that the Holy Spirit can't even exist anymore to give them true revelation, to really wash their mind. How does Christ really think? Because if He says that we have the mind of Christ, we better believe it. But the mind of Christ is not the, the mind of the world. The mind of Christ is it, he thinks on things above. He thinks differently. See, and that's why God sometimes wants to lead us to places where we can even be, be ownership of some <coughs> and do things and errors of things where nothing affects us. Right? You can own a business and be righteous, and when everybody works in that business, can think whatever way they want. But I'm saying coming under institutes would say, you have to do this. Are you going to do it? Well, I, then we're going to say, well, God, you know, he wants me, you know, to make money. He, I felt he told me to go to school. You know, then we, we have all these things. It's like, but anything that comes against his word is sin. So it's like, are you willing? God doesn't want to put you in something that he knows you're not going to be able to be faithful through it. So like that. Okay. You're, you're, you're a university teacher and you, you stayed away. You know, even math. They say, well, now you have to, you're a math teacher. Well, that sh seems pretty safe. Well, when they come and say, yeah, you're a math, but now you, all, you have to, to, to um, 
teach this in math, right? Are you going to be all under the things? Fine. Are you going to be able to do it? That there is no God? Are you going to tell everyone there is no God but then go to church on Sunday? See, are we ready for this? But that's what we have to do. Then That's when you see the faith. That's when you beat the flesh. That's when you're in battle and war. Somebody's might not be pornography, might not be drugs. It just might be the worldly aspects of, of, of temptation that we stand every day. Someone might not have had any of those struggles, but you still have to, do you just get angry? Or you give in to your flesh? Or you're a man pleaser? Whatever level it is, God wants us to have the victory in these fleshly battles. Because you are sons, you are the spirit and your, and your hearts cry, Abba, Father, we're for a servant, a son, a son is an heir of God through Christ. Because then it's what? A master. Because if you give in to those things, well, why did you even do that thing in the first place? What is the whole thing? Oh, I go to college because I want to have a good lifestyle and I want to have money. Right? It isn't really, you would never say, I want to go there and indoctrinate people into the world. No, you did that because the world told you, you got to do that to be successful. The Bible says how to be successful, and then the world tells you how to be successful. I'm going to go with what the Bible says. Whether the world thinks I'm successful or not, I want to be successful in heaven. And see, to be successful in heaven is to have His anointing. And to be successful in heaven is to, to be obedient sons and daughters. To be successful in heaven, you walk in the Spirit. So you're in heavenly places. Although you're living on the earth, you're very earthly good. Instead of what religion wants to tell you, don't be so heavenly minded. No, be fully have the mind of Christ, and you'll overcome everything on this earth. But now, after we have known God, rather have known of God, how to turn you again to the weaker beggarly elements wherein you desire again to be in bondage. See, the church is living in bondage, and they don't think so because they're, they're indoctrinated by the world. How am I in bondage? I have a, they can't, they can't, they're in bondage because they can't preach Christ, they can't live Christ, they can't walk in the Spirit. But they think bondage is, Oh, being in a worldly prison. No, they're in bondage because they're not free. Free in the spirit. Free to live and do what God tells them to do. You're in bondage. If you can't move here, move there, go here, do this, or even go, to, even want to go to church because you, you feel uh, so condemned, you're in bondage. It doesn't matter what, how much money you have in the bank. You can be the richest man in bondage is all. You know, there was somebody that was in jail, you know, the guy, the drug dealer, they finally got him. He had so much money, but it didn't matter. He couldn't spend it. So what did he do? He made a little loft in jail. He was still in prison. It was a nice prison. They gave him what he wanted because he paid his way and he had a house, money he had and all that. But he's still in bondage. He couldn't really do everything he wanted to do. There was a limit. There's no limit in the kingdom of God, in God. We're blessed. And he says this. My brother, I beseech you. I think I'm almost getting there. But I, let's keep on the focus. We're in war. We are in war with our flesh. But the temptations which is in my flesh, see, he says this, I beseech you, for I am, for I am as you are, and I have not injured me at all. And know through the infirmity of my flesh, I preach the gospel unto you first. And my temptation, which is after my flesh, you despise not, not, nor rejected, but received me as an angel or a messenger of God, even as Christ Jesus. See, we need to receive the messengers of righteousness too. That's another thing, because your flesh don't want to hear the truth when you don't want to hear the truth, because you don't want to, you know, 
you want to win the battle. You want the benefits of winning the battle, but you really don't want to fight, but you really don't want to win the battle because you really want to give into your flesh because you really like your flesh, but your flesh profits you nothing, but you want profit, but so you live in this place of un, not, be, not reproducing well, unproductive in the kingdom of God. And God doesn't want that. He wants to make you a trophy in his kingdomly trophy case. He wants to show you off to the world. He wants your glo his glory to be shining through your life. And in that, he's never going to help you. If you want to live in the flesh, he's never going to let you be happy. You can live, the world says, how to be happy. Okay, you know, we're pursuing happiness. No, we're pursuing Christ. The world pursues happiness and they never really obtain it. Because it's always a, an, a broken cistern. And therefore, Paul says this, We that are the blessedness we speak of, we bear record that if I had been possible, we, you had plucked your eyes out and given them to me. I therefore become now your enemy because I tell you the truth. See, we're gonna see you're going to start to become people's enemy because you tell them the truth. People that don't want to fight for the Spirit, they don't want to eat you. You'll become their enemy. Because then they're accountable to their flesh. See, today, who's ever listened to this message, now you know what God's showing you. You're accountable to your flesh. When you give into your flesh, you're accountable to your flesh. So, but we have the victory. I mean, there's no way you don't need to, but we're going to fight. The minute you put on the, back on your boots and shake off the enemy and put on the full armor again, because you should have never took it off or never let him take it off. See, Samson let Delilah take it, finally, because he played around with his flesh too long. You see, be good and you zealously affected always in a good thing. But me, not only when I am present with you, my little children who I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. See, that's something Christ be formed in you. How does it be formed? By winning the battles every day. I desire to be present with you now and to change my voice. I stand in doubt of you. Desire to... Tell me, if you desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? For it is written, Abraham had two sons. Someone said this, and I was like, oh, I already had that in my mind. One of a bondmaid and the other of a free woman. But he was of, but he, he who was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh. But he was of the free woman was the promise. Which things are an allegory for these are the two covenants. And right now, we have, even in the new dispensation of the gospel, we have still the flesh and the spirit. If you read Galatians 5, we have that in the spiritual realm now. The old man, the new man. The old man, the new man. You can be the old man, the new man. That's a Sunday. I'll put on my new man. Put on my church smile. How you doing? Oh, great. Blessed. You know, you go to the big church. Blessed. Blessed. <laughs> go home tonight. They go home. And the whole day in church, they're thinking about that bill's due Monday. I'm blessed. God, help me. Can I sow seed? What can I do? And then a sudden, see the difference between religion and the kingdom of God or, or, or relationship is um, we're actually, well, somebody put a thing. I'll use this right here. Somebody put a little poster out. I don't know. I saw it on. Well, the difference between the one and the other is you're in church thinking about fishing and the other one's out fishing thinking about God and has his heart on God. See what I'm saying? 
you kind of went like that. In other words, whatever you're doing out there, you're always thinking about God. You're just, and then religious people, they come to church, but they're thinking about everything out there. In other words, God says, wherever you do, just think about him everywhere. And you're going to have, you're going to be a lot better in the spirit. Cause you know, and that's why we have to, we should never leave that place anymore. We're like, enter his praise. You should always be praising him. She should always be in his, in the holy place. She should always be in the inner chambers. We should live in that because he lives inside of us. Oh, we got to enter in. We like we get religious, just like, you know, one day a week we want to be spiritual. The minute you know, the service is over, all your worries, everything happens. That's just religion. God wants you to live in the victory. The flesh profits nothing. Agar, for this is Agar in Mount Sinai, Arabia, answered in Jerusalem, and which is in the bondage with her children, but Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother of us all. For it is written, Rejoice that that bearest not, break forth and cry, Thou travailest not, and desolate has many more children than she which is of the husband. Now, brother, brother, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. But as he was born after the, the flood, but as then he... He that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit. See, there's a war going on, right? Your flesh is fighting your spirit. So what are you saying? Because, and the only way your flesh can win is if you feed it. You let it win because you are really, your mind, your brain, and you're, you are the one that has the will and the power. Because now in Christ there's no thing. Yeah, before you had, you can't. The devil's got you. You're a slave to the world, but now you're a bond. You're an heir of the promise, which is the victory, the blood, and what? Now Jesus came, and you're co-heirs with him in kingdomly places, in heavenly places. You're co-heirs in joy, peace, and righteousness in the victory by the blood of Jesus. That he that was born after the flesh is persecuted, the one born after the Spirit even, so is now. See, there's a war. Oh, what are you talking about? The finish, Jesus said it is finished on the stop believing them. Don't don't focus on the battle. Just know that you have already overcome. But you have to resist the devil. You can't just give the devil everything he wants. But see, when you start giving your flesh everything you want, you're really giving the devil everything you want, because that's how he gets you to be ineffective in the spiritual realm. That's how he put, lets condemnation come. That's how. If you're in the spirit, you can you won't even hear him. So then the brother, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. This is our war. We are war against our flesh. And what the devil uses to stop us. We call, we are called to be a soldier. We are at war over our minds over our, our spirits and our flesh and our soul. Why? If you're not really fighting, you're not really saved. Because we're, us that know him know that there's the devil is waiting for the opportunity. It's all written. I mean, we can go all day with scriptures. I don't know how they come up with these gospels. Galatians 5, 12 through 26. Almost finished. 
I would that even they may cut off that trouble, you brethren, that are called to liberty. Only do not use your liberty for occasion of the flesh. But if we love one another, for the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, love thy neighbor as thyself. But if you devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed of one another. This I say, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these two are contrary one to another. So you cannot do the things that you would, right? See, there's only, there's only certain things you can do in the Spirit. And you can do everything in Christ. Because there's, there's hardly anything you can do in the flesh. But be led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest this. Adultery, fornication, the cleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft. Hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, jealousy, murder, drunkenness, revelings. For such like of, you see, he's talking to those, he just said the bond and free, right? So if you're living in bondage, you're, you're losing. And you are an overcomer by the blood of, his, of, him, of Jesus. Of which I tell you before, and I've told you in times past, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Although you're an heir to it, you're not going to live in it here. Although you're an heir to it, you're not going to get the benefits of it. That's why He wants you. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against this is no law. And they that are, have crucified the flesh, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, we shall walk in the Spirit. See, we need to live in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another and envying one another. Then Galatians 6 goes on right after that. It talks about sowing and reaping. But be not deceived. God is not mocked. For if whatever a man sows, so see, there's where you come in with the war. There's where your battle comes. Don't sow to the flesh. How do I win the battle? Sow to the Spirit. How do I fight the devil? Sow to the Spirit. How do I get out of this problem? Sow to the Spirit. Repent. <clears throat> do not give up. Oh, I'm tired of fighting. Oh, don't. Just get, it might be a little battle to get in the Spirit. Once you're in the Spirit, don't, don't, don't get back in the flesh. Because it's easy once you get back in the Spirit to stay in the Spirit. It's harder to go backwards, back and forth. And people live back and forth. And we're all, that's the, the devil wants to do. For if you sow to the flesh, you shall reap corruption. But if you sow to the Spirit, you shall reap eternal life. You, so God's not the one sowing. He's like, see, there's something again. Faith without works, so you sow. So someone, you're going to see you sowing. That's your, that's your, your sowing. Let us not be well weary in doing good. In, in due season we shall reap if we do not faint, if we do not give up. See, do not give up. And you win. No matter how great you are, just get in the Spirit. You don't have to be Mr. Spiritual. Just get in the Spirit. You don't have to be Superman spiritual, perfect spiritual. Just don't continue to feed your flesh. Starve that thing and then just feed your spirit even a little more. 
It's just right there. Then then back and forth because you're there. But once you get there, there, it's like, don't go back. But if you do, you still have the power to get back in the spirit. Let us not be weary in this. As we have, therefore, the opportunity, let us do good. See, there's nothing. We have the opportunity all the time. Let us do good. It looks like something. Especially to them who are in the household of faith. See, God's saying, especially them. I mean, it's no, it's going to be harder in the world because they hate you and persecute you. But man, the people that love you and then you turn on them too, you better be careful. Purging is in here too. 2 Timothy 12, 19-26. Nevertheless, the foundation stands sure. Having this seal, the Lord know them who are His. Let them that call out in the name of Jesus depart from iniquity. He didn't rip you out of it. He's saying, depart. There's the door. It's me. I'm here. There it is, the narrow way. Here's the Word of God. That's how you depart. How do I depart? Follow the Word. The light to your feet. You know? So I'm just like, okay. I've been falling all week. Yeah, but it's Friday. I'm going to put the lamp away for now. I'm just going to go in the... Ah! But then the whole week, you're just trying to get back in the Spirit. And then you're like, man, it's not worth it. But the devil makes you think it's worth it because your flesh is you're still, still alive. But when you crucify that thing, then it's like, oh, I don't even like that anymore. I don't even want... Wow, I would have freaked out less. And you see, when you're in the Spirit, you get more and more and more. So eventually, that was what the fire is doing. Purging all of the things that get us to get back in the flesh where there's nothing anywhere left. The old man is crucified with Christ. And then the people that do that, oh, but I'm crucified with Christ. Yeah, but okay, that's, but Christ don't live like that. It's like, okay, but people like to quote things but not live it. But living something is what proves that you believe it. And believing it, you get the fruit there of it. You guys falling asleep? Okay, I'm done almost. Just another hour. Since it's a three-hour message, I'm almost done. Just <laughs> but a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood, earth, same honor, and some of dishonor. If any man purge himself, purge himself. He didn't say God's just going to purge you. Purge himself from these. He shall be a vessel of honor. So it's really how much do you want it? How much you want to stand? How much you're tired of your stinking flesh? Then you'll do it. So God will make you so tired of your flesh that you'll say, all right, I'm going to fight now. I hate that devil. And then you win. It's like, wow. You're just, you're like this. You didn't even see him coming. Boom. It's like, wow, you get so good at like, you even know he's coming up. That person walks in the door. Already you know. You're already ready. You already know. Like, you already know spirits when they, like you get on a plane, you know that's, you just look at the, Stewardess, you know, and I know, I know that one right there. She's going to come after me, try to provoke me about a mask or something, you know. Right away, you're already, because you're like, and you're like just on top. Jesus was living like that. Not, oh, man, and reacting, you don't. Because then you're like, then you start, the word just starts coming to your mind. Love them. They know not what they do, whatever it takes. And then all of a sudden, hmm, amen. And they're like, okay. Because they love to provoke. The devil wants to, I'll go to the next person. Ah, and then say, I got one. And then Jezebel comes. You know? Jezebel loves to find an Ahab. You could be an Ahab on the planet. Or you can be a victorious one. Because you know he fought a little bit, but then he gave in. If there's nothing, God will give you the cleverness to overcome everything. 
but a great house. So purge himself from these and vessel honor and meet from the master's use and prepare for every good work. Flee also youthful lust and follow righteous faith, charity, peace to them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing that they gender strive. For this, that's why I hate people always, they want attention, man. They, they come with these posts always that are the debatable ones just because they want to start a fight on Facebook, man. It just drives me nuts. It, is, is one saved, always saved? It's like, all oh, you want is attention. You know that's a big debate. Or uh, do we have to be baptized in water? And, oh, that's looking for, and then you got it because it's like, and God's going to judge those people because their whole heart is just, just they, they already know what they believe. They should explain why they believe that and let people take it from there. No, they put that little thing out there to try to, the people that, the Christians that are in the, in the flesh are going to go there left and right and devour one another. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing that they gender strives. See, everything's in the way. And then the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle to all men and apt to teach, patient and meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God prudential will give them repentance to acknowledging of the truth. See, when you acknowledge the truth, He'll give you a way to repent. God always does that. You got to acknowledge the truth, though. You got to acknowledge you're wrong. If you keep fighting your rights, even though you, you can't, and recover themselves. Recover themselves. Not God's going to rescue me. I mean, He said, if you make your head, He's with you. But He's saying, He said, recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. That means we're at war with our own flesh, our own desires, our own will, who are taken captive by him at his will. Well, stop living for his will and, and live for the one that's seated above every throne and God's will and the devil's will will have no will, which is to have you in a snare. In a snare. How does he snare you? In your flesh, in your will, in your desire. Romans 8, therefore there's no combination of them who walk after the, not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit is Christ, made us the law of sin and death. For the law could not do, through the flesh, and likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemn sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be filled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that, I'm hitting all these different aspects of Scripture today, because there's so many people that don't, it's like, so many different places. You say, well, that was one place. No, it's just so many places. Flesh, do you mind the things of the flesh? But they, see, they do mind the things of the flesh. We are supposed to be in the Spirit. We are, right? We're, I mean, I'm trying to get very, very much today with Scripture. But they that are after the Spirit do mind the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life. So to be fleshly minded will bring you death. We'll get the the devil's decaying stinkiness on you. Minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enemy against God and is subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. I want to please God. You want to please God. Everybody didn't come. Does Everybody wants to please their dad. But see, you won't be able to do it in the flesh. Right? Well, I want to please God. And they're, oh, everyone's moving in the flesh trying to do this, go help people, do everything. It's like, not even that. Get in the Spirit and you're going to please Him because you're going to do everything He wants you to do. See, you're trying to please Him in your flesh, but you're not giving out the flesh and coming out of the flesh. And it's a, it's a, it's a rotten odor to Him. 
But you that are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if you be in that the Spirit of God dwells in you, now that you have not the Spirit of Christ is none of His. And Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwells in you. So that Spirit's in you. Let it continue to quicken. Therefore, brethren, we are not debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, you shall die. But if through the Spirit do mortify, but yea, through the Spirit. So how do you mortify it? By walking in the Spirit. And then naturally, God then does. It's not like you got to go, you know, some people, you know, let's have Shirasco. I'm going to just lay on the grill a little while, burn this flesh. That's basically what we do in, in the spiritual realm with our flesh. Yeah, like I'm going to do it. Let me just get on this, this thing. Uh, God does that supernaturally, b- burns all that flesh. And you, it's, it's like, but you have to get on the altar. You have to be in His presence. You have to obey Him. You got to walk in the Spirit to live after the flesh. You live after you shall die. It says, for as many are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. See, many say they're sons of God. Many say they're Christians. But are they living after the Spirit? Because God doesn't really claim them. God doesn't claim the flesh. He claims the Spirit. For they that are not received the Spirit of bondage again to the fear, but we have received the Spirit of adoption where we cry, Abba, Father. Galatians 3. Watch this. And I'm just about done. One more page. If then you are risen with Christ, seek those things that are above. Everybody just stand up just for the sake of standing up. If you're able, right? They'll always say that, if you can. We used to say, the meetings were so heavy and the glory would be like, yeah, if you can, because then we're going to get that. We're going to go back there again. We even have to be like, stand up if you can. It ain't because you got a... Uh, or you're in a wheelchair, or that. it's because the glory is so thick in the house of God, the ministers weren't even able to stand, and that's where God's getting the church back. When everyone comes in walking in the spirit, oh boy, the devil ain't even gonna, he's gonna waste his time in that church. Amen. It's gonna be if you're able to stand, why? Because you're so under the anointing of God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, we shall also appear in Him glory. Mortify. There is that word again. Mortify, therefore, your members, which are upon the earth, fornication and cleanliness, inordinate affections, that your desire for things that aren't godly, evil concupiscence, covetousness, which is idolatry, for these things the wrath of God on the children of disobedience, in that which you used to walk sometime when you lived in them. See, there's another process, right? But yea, put off all these things, anger, malice, wrath, Blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth, gossip, backbiting, tailbearing. Lie not one to another, seeing that you put off the old man. That's the old man with his deeds, and you have put on the new man. So you can take the new man off anytime you please. That's what people don't understand. It's your job. Does someone dress you every morning? When you get in the shower, do you come out and you're just all automatically dressed? No, you right. You go in your drawer. You put on your socks, you put on your shoes, you get dressed, right? Well, that's what you got to do in the spirit. Get dressed. 
Put on Christ. Make no provision for the flesh. Put on Christ. Make no provision for the flesh. Put on Christ. Make no provision for the We need to get a song like that. We put on Christ. Make no provision for the flesh. We put on Christ. We make no provision of the flesh. We'll take it later. Okay. That's a good one, right? So lie not one against the scene that you put up. Put off the old man. So that's something we... I can't stand when Christians just say, God... Well, he must want me to go through this. Yeah, he just wants me to, you know, God, no, he says, when you're tempted, do not, with evil, do not say you're tempted by God. So, people that, we all screw up, we all, but at least we take, we know it's us. I'm tired of people trying to blame it on the devil, or trying to blame it on, it's me, I wanted it. I did, I screw up. I wanted my, you know, sometimes we just want to feed our flesh. But don't live in that place, man. But, you know, man up to it, and God will man up and help you. He knows it. You know, oh, but the devil, but the devil, you know, he's, he ain't attacking you anymore. You just have a bigger door. <laughs> he wants everybody. Believe me, you ain't special. And then really will say, you're so special, you got this big call. Well, then you, God's going to give you more grace. He says he gives grace according to the measure of the, of the gift of God. So don't, there's no excuse to anybody, whether... You got a big call, a little call. He wants you all, and God wants you all. So you better follow Christ. Here it is. What? Put off. Put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge of the image of the one who created him. So, right here, what is mortify? Mortify is to subdue the body and its needs and desires. Right? He's telling us to do that. Subdue. This is. By self-denial and discipline, even has it mortifying the flesh. Even the worldly dictionary is using it. Subdue, suppress, control, restrain. That's, what, that's something that looks like something. So you want it, you're able to do it. He's given us the grace, but we want God, we want the grace like, God, do everything for me and let me be so great. And God's like, no, we're in a war. You're in a war. And we're going to fight the good fight of faith, the faith and believe everything that the Word of God tells us to do. I don't care what the enemy has lied to you. We break every, we disannul every lie and negative agreement of the devil in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you. We put the blood of Jesus on every situation, every circumstance in our life. Yes, it is finished, devil. And I live in the victory of Christ Jesus. It's no longer me that live. Even though I sinned the other day, I'm not a sinner. I'm a saint. I'm a victorious one. I walk in the Spirit and I will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I am crucified with Christ. It's no longer me that live but Christ. I live in joy, peace, and righteousness. And the world is going to see, no matter what persecution comes, no matter all the tribulations that come around me, that my God is going to bring me through. And I'm doing exploits because of Him. Anyone that knows their God shall do exploits. I'm not baptized into the world. I'm baptized into the kingdom of God. I'm baptized into the truth. I walk in the truth. I worship the truth. I love the truth. Not my own truth, but the truth of him that was crucified on the cross and rose from the dead. So that's the truth we live and eat and breathe. And we're going to eat that flesh and drink that blood. And every lie of the enemy, we break your power in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.